Score here at the end of two periods at J. Tom Lawler Arena is Merrimack 3, Colgate 2, Mike Macknick, John Leahy with you. The Warriors 20 minutes away from the sweep of Colgate. The second intermission is brought to you tonight by Merrimack Graduate Studies, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the macreport.com. Well, Mike, a game in which Merrimack hasn't played particularly well outside of the beginning, I would say. Uh, you know, good start to this game, but only one goal to show for it. Since then, Colgate's had the better of the play, and Merrimack's looked pretty sloppy at times as well, but still what one goal lead to carry into the third period here. I mean, I, I think both teams have a ways to go from what we saw this weekend, but uh, the question now is, does Merrimack have... Uh, you know, are they able to come out in the third period, put this one away, which they weren't quite able to do last night? Yeah, and we've seen over the last several years games where Merrimack has played well and has entered a third period uh, trailing a game that they probably didn't deserve to be trailing. I think this is a case of them leading a game they probably shouldn't be leading. Like I said, I think Colgate's had the better of the play most of the night. Uh, you know, a good chunk of Merrimack's chances. Some of them come in the power play. They've actually had some of them on the penalty kill again as well. Uh, you can think of him as Gus had, uh, had a chance on the right wing side. Tyler Irvine uh, in the middle of the period there had a chance in front of the PK. So uh, the Colgate, I think, it even strength has had the better of the play. They've had the better of the possession, but Ethan Spaxman's goal gives you a lead at a time where, I mean, look, it's a lucky goal. I mean, you basically just throw it into the net and hits a guy's leg in front and goes in, but that's sort of what happens when you throw pucks on net. Something happens like that, and, uh, and then Brett Senior with a nice goal to give him the lead again at the Colgate title. Kind of whether or not this, wonder whether or not the Spaxman goal sends a message that maybe needs to be sent, which is, you know, they're on the power play, seven power play opportunities opportunities tonight and uh, at least through the first period they had four in the first period I think one shot on goal through what six minutes or so of power play time including five and three one shot in six minutes really no better in the second period can't even get pucks to the net on the power play how many times did shots get blocked shots went wide etc and then you got Ethan Spaxman looks like he's almost throwing the puck in the corner it hits the guy hits the back of his leg and goes in. I mean, you can't score goals when you don't get pucks in the net. That time it was, it happens by accident and it goes in. I mean, they're at a point now in the power play where they've struggled so much. Uh, there's something to be said for not wanting to shoot the puck into somebody's shin. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you, you've struggled as much as you have in the power play. I, I, I would just say shoot it from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, who cares where you are? Shoot, shoot the puck. It, because something's gonna, it's going to hit somebody in front. It can ricochet off of something. I mean, we, we've seen it happen in Merrimack enough times where a puck hits a body, it hits a leg, it bounces around, there's a rebound, whatever. Whatever it is, just put the puck on net because yeah. it can't be any worse than, than than what you've had going on in the power play so far. I mean, like I said, one shot through six minutes, uh, and obviously their percentages aren't very good. It's at least you're getting pucks in towards the net. Uh, there's been, you know, I think people can get frustrated when you see the puck move around the perimeter like that, not much happening. And I think sometimes you, you look for the perfect shot. At this point, you struggle so much. I would just say put it on net as much as you can and, and see what happens. Here's the thing: how many times have you seen just tonight, tonight alone, not let alone this season, a guy? He's got a burst of speed on the power play across the line, and he comes in, and he's headed to his net. He's got a lane to shoot the puck, and he dumps it off on the wing. You know, for a lower percentage, tough angle shot, he get the puck on net, go to the net. Worst case, the goaltender makes a save. Maybe the, the defense has to trip you up or something to prevent you from getting to the rebound. You draw another penalty. Yeah, and, and there's also there's also 
been a couple of times tonight too where uh, I, I don't know if they've been in the power play, but I know a couple of even strike there were three in the first period where they had some numbers and some speed coming into the attacking zone and just none of them going outside. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, we talked a little bit about the, the sloppiness. Uh, you know, that that's a big part of it too. Uh, it, it was better in the second period, but there were three there at first where they came over the line with speed or coming to the neutral zone anyway with speed and with some numbers and then offside. I think Johnny Kovacevic had one where he was coming down the left side just carrying the puck. He was going to pinch and go deep. He was probably going to end up uh, with a good opportunity to take a shot or get the puck in front and offside call. I mean, it's just those things can can be backbreakers in a game. And this game's close enough. I mean, they could have that should have been a multi-goal first period, and it wasn't. So now instead of a you know you've got a three-two lead, so at least you're still entering the third with a lead. But you could be entering the third with a five-two lead right now uh, if some of those chances fall for you. And let's look ahead. I mean, they've got to play a lot better than they have this weekend, Tuesday night against Boston College. And even though it's not the same Boston College team that we're accustomed to, but there's enough good players on that club that they can win the game by themselves. Let's look ahead to that game on Tuesday night. Boston College comes in here. I think, and you know, I think we thought when we looked at the schedule ahead of time that this was an advantageous time, especially in this season for Merrimack to catch BC early in the season. Uh, a BC team that is going to take a little bit of time, I think, for all of the young players they have to gel and, and to come along and so on. But, uh, uh, you know, BC seems to be putting things together here of late. And uh, after starting the season with a bit of a surprising loss, I think, against Air Force in the icebreaker, uh, they've played pretty well since then. Yeah, I, I still think you want to catch them now and later because I think they're only going to get better as the year goes along. To, to me, they're... they're they're okay at forward. I mean, they lost everybody that they lost. Seven guys, I think it was, that signed early, whatever the number was. They still returned Colin White, Brian Fitzgerald, and Austin Cangelosi. Austin Cangelosi had 20 goals last year. So he gets lost among the other guys that were on their team. He had 20 goals last year. Uh, and Ryan Fitzgerald's probably going to play in the NHL, and Colin White's definitely going to play in the NHL. And your point is that he may be the third best of those three players. Exactly. So you've got, you're returning some, some forwards there that can score. I think they're a little top-heavy at forward, because some of those guys, some of the depth guys haven't really provided some spark yet. Where I think they're susceptible right now is on defense. Joseph Wall, their, their new goaltender, freshman goaltender, has played well at times. There's been other times where he's been a little, little shaky. Uh, and that defense, I think, is still trying to find their group because they got a lot of new faces on D. I mean, not only do they graduate guys, but Ian McCaution signed early, Steve Santini signed early. That that dynamic on defense, uh, there's a lot of new faces there. So uh, I think if they're going to catch them, catching them early is going to be more advantageous. Not only do you have the new goalie who's trying to find his way a little bit in college hockey, but he's had, he's had some good games, and then he's had a game like last week against Wisconsin where they gave up five. I mean, they still won the game and gave up five goals. Uh, even in the win, I think, he, uh, in uh, losing to Wisconsin earlier in the weekend, I think for four. So uh, their, their defense, I think, is a little susceptible. You need to capitalize on that. I mean, you might be able to have more chances than you typically would against the BC team, but you need to be able to capitalize on those chances. That's, uh, you know, I almost wonder whether or not you, you think you think had 20 minutes left uh, if we don't go to overtime before uh, between now and that Tuesday game. Is Merrimack better off winning a game here in which they didn't play particularly well and then going against a Boston College team that's probably going to come in ready to go on Tuesday night or potentially having a disappointing showing here and then maybe having that much more motivation for two league points being on the line Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be a weird week, too, because they're not really going to have time to prepare because uh, you don't have a practice week to get ready. I, I, I think we, we talked to Coach Jenny on the coaches show Tuesday night. I think he said they were going to use tomorrow as their off day. Sunday is usually their off day anyway. So then you get back to work on Monday and, and you play on Tuesday. So uh, I don't think you're going to have too too rigorous of a practice on Monday and then uh, you know Tuesday's a game day. So it's a little bit of a, of a different week. Uh, so not only you know do they have 
you, you wonder what, what might be more advantageous. You know, do they come out with more of a jump if they lose this game? But also, you're in a, in a weird week in, in terms of preparation because you get the Tuesday game and then you're right back here on Friday with another one against Cornell. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. The MacReport.com, Eagle Tribune as well, College Hockey News. And I think you'll have the coaches show again this week on WMCK Tuesday night? No, because the game on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> I should remember that. Yeah. We're preempted a week. Yeah, by a couple, uh, at least one knucklehead anyway. <laughs> preempted a week because of the game, and I think we're, we're back at it on the 1st of November. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. Good work. We appreciate it as always. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. That is Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News. As we told you, our score through two periods of play. Merrimack leads Colgate. It is three to two shots through two periods, 18 to 17 in favor of Merrimack. But the Warriors with a one goal lead here going into the third. Back with more after this on WMCK. This is Warrior Hockey.